It's 6 p.m., and you're tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM, Nevada City, KCPC, Camino. Today is Thursday, September 28th, and this is the KVMR Evening News. I'm Julia Jim. For years, millions of gallons of water from the San Bernardino National Forest have been pumped out to produce bottled Arrowhead Mountain spring water. The California report covers how the Water Resources Control Board is working to stop that. Then, after a look at local news and weather, KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza speaks with Pamela Meek, a one-time board member of the Miners Foundry, as well as the creator of the Foundry Sinks. We end with an essay by Molly Fisk. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. And these are some California stories we're following. You've probably noticed gas prices are up again. This time, a supply problem is to blame. The average price for a gallon of gas right now is over $6, according to AAA. Severin Borenstein at UC Berkeley's Energy Institute says gas is always more expensive here due to higher taxes and environmental fees. But this recent increase is largely due to refineries shutting down for seasonal maintenance. Of course, when they do that, it's hard to know how much of that is a necessary maintenance and a necessary reduction in supply and how much of it is the fact that some of the larger suppliers who have a lot of market power are able to jack up prices even higher. In Simi Valley, Republican presidential candidates held their second primary debate at the Reagan Presidential Library last night. Donald Trump did not attend the event, making him an easier target for other candidates, including former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. I tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight. Not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on this stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Trump will be in Southern California this weekend for the state Republican Party's semi-annual convention. We'll have more on that from our politics team tomorrow. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at Irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery, on the web at schmidtocean.org. A biology lab at San Diego State is using a NASA grant to create guacamole for astronauts. But it's not just avocados. KPBS's Thomas Fudge has the story. The lab features vials of green liquid that contain microalgae. That's the not-so-secret ingredient meant to bolster the guacamole with antioxidants, which protects space travelers from the high levels of radiation. The project is aimed at diversifying the diet of astronauts, and scientists chose guacamole to try to lift their spirits. They say space guac is a fun food that makes you think of parties. PhD student Gabby Canto is part of the team. This idea of, of mixing guacamole with ma- microalgae was so interesting for me because I'm Mexican and guacamole is part of our diet, you know. 
The guacamole is still being formulated, so we're not sure how it tastes. It will be a powder that must be hydrated before it's eaten. Biologists won't say whether astronauts will also get tortilla chips. For the California Report, I'm Thomas Fudge in San Diego. As of this summer, most incarcerated people across the country can apply for a Pell Grant to pay for a higher education. Criminal justice advocates say this is a key step in keeping people from returning to prison. But in California, the demand is already exceeding the supply. Okay, good morning. Good morning. weekend. That's Michael Love. He teaches Introduction to Communications at Sacramento State University. It's his first semester teaching as he works towards a master's in public communications. And it's a different environment than he's used to. You know, when you're in prison, you have to uh, wait for the guard to open the door. When you go to come back from work or when you're going to work or wherever, that's how you get in and out your cell. Just last year, Love was serving a prison sentence at Folsom State Prison. Now... The building that I teach in, I have the keys to. So I could come at 1 o'clock in the morning if I wanted and study grade papers or whatever. And so sometimes I think to myself, man, you must be in a long, extensive dream. Love credits a program for his success, the Transforming Outcomes Project at Sacramento State, or TOPS. TOPS is a partnership between Sac State and Folsom and Mule Creek State Prison. It's funded by a second chance Pell Grant and helped Love get his bachelor's degree. David Zuckerman was the interim director of TOPS. The experiment was really heralded as a, as a massive success because of things that we've already known for years. I mean, there there's tons of research out there that shows that Educational achievement lowers recidivism by astounding rates. Right now, TOPS only offers a Bachelor's of Arts in Communications. And during a recent college fair... I had 30 students show up and several others grabbed me on the yard and said they couldn't make it to this, but they're interested. So the demand looks like it's exceeding the supply here. Supply is limited by space at the prison, says Zuckerman, and also by funding. The Pell Grant doesn't cover full tuition costs. Ruth Delaney is a director with the Vera Institute for Justice, a nonprofit research and justice organization. Right now, we are kind of at a moment nationally where we are uh, looking to learn kind of what what is the sustainable budget approach for programs like this. She says some states have opened up their state grants to students who are incarcerated, but California isn't one of them. In 2022, the state did provide funding to the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation to help students get bachelor's degrees from California state universities. But a spokesperson for the department says there are currently more students who want to be in the CSU bachelor's degree programs than can be covered by state and Pell Grant funding. That means students have to wait until space becomes available. And it's unclear how long that will be. All right, good job, Bill. Feeling better? Who we got next? But what is clear is those who do get through the program can come out with the tools to give to their communities. Back in the classroom, Love says the lessons he learned through the TOPS program stretch beyond a degree. The program taught him to believe in himself and his worth, and he's determined to instill that into his students. Each and every single one of you is important, and each and every single one of you has something to contribute to society. Whatever your passion may be, or multiple passions, 
His ultimate goal, return to Folsom State Prison as a teacher with a TOPS program. And that's the California Report for Thursday, September 28th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. In regional news, we recently reported on Rise Grass Valley's petition for vested rights that would allow them to conduct mining operations at the Idaho-Maryland mine. What exactly does that mean? Well, a vested right is a right to continue activity that existed before a zoning restriction became effective. For Rise Grass Valley, a vested rights finding would mean that the applicant has a legal right to mine on the Brunswick industrial site. Today, the Board of Supervisors hearing, which will consider that petition, was rescheduled to December 13th. Originally, it was scheduled for October 27th. The board rescheduled the hearing in order to provide county staff with additional time to review and respond to the submission. It'll be limited to presentations from the applicant and from county staff, questions by the board, and public comment limited to the history of use at the site. Public comment will be allowed prior to the close of the hearing. After that public comment, the board will conduct its deliberations. It'll be at that point that they'll make a final determination on whether that petition for vested rights should be granted. If the board were to grant the petition, the next step would be a consideration of a reclamation plan. The conduct of those hearings, as well as of legal and environmental considerations, would be addressed then, and would be subject to a noticed public hearing. If the board were to deny the position, the county would then schedule a noticed public hearing in early 2024, where they'd continue the process of the original project application to reopen the Idaho-Maryland mine. You can view a copy of Rise Grass Valley's petition for recognition of vested rights at the Community Development Agency, located at 950 Maidu Avenue in Nevada City, or online at www.nevadacountyca.gov slash IMMRISE. Turning now to a look at the regional weather forecast from the National Weather Service. In Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight mostly clear with a low around 51. Friday, increasing clouds with a high near 72. Friday night, a chance of showers with thunderstorms also possible after 11 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 49. Chance of precipitation is 50%. New rainfall amounts of less than a tenth of an inch, except higher amounts possible in thunderstorms. For Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight mostly clear with a low around 35. Friday, increasing clouds with a high near 63. Friday night, scattered showers, snow level 9,100 feet. Mostly cloudy with a low around 35. Chance of precipitation is 50%. And for Sacramento and the surrounding valley, tonight mostly clear with a low around 55. Friday is sunny with a high near 81. Winds could gust as high as 18 miles per hour. Friday night, a 20% chance of showers after midnight. Cloudy, then gradually becoming partly cloudy with a low around 59. South wind 10 to 15 miles per hour with gusts as high as 22 miles per hour. There are currently no red flag warnings or fire weather watches and you're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. On October 4th, the Foundry Sings will return to the Miners Foundry. It's a community sing-along event, and during this iteration, attendees will learn and perform Listen to the Music by the Doobie Brothers. Coming up, KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza speaks with Pamela Meek, the event's creator, to learn more about the event and what inspired it. Pamela, thanks for talking with me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Pamela, coming up very soon, another 
edition of the Foundry Sings. Before we talk about the details, for people who don't know what the Foundry is, give us an idea. The Foundry Sings, mm -hmm. yeah. It is an event, uh, the focus of which is to bring people together, to build community, essentially, through song. And as there are so many articles now written about the health aspects of getting together in a group and singing, that was part of the motivation because it was something that um, something that I came up with you know, the idea, because my mother loved to sing. So we open up Miner's Foundry, people come in, and we don't insist or require that people audition or anything. They just want to get together and sing. And we have Rod Baggett, who is from the choral director of the high school, and he puts it all together. He takes the lyrics of a song and arranges them, and then teaches the different groups what their parts are. And even, you know, it's hard for a lot of us to not just keep singing the melody. <laughs> and I find myself a lot of times if I'm supposed to be singing like the middle part, all of a sudden I realize I'm singing the melody and I go, oh, well. <laughs> you know, so there are no high expectations for this. But the beauty of it is when it's all over, after we've practiced, it is filmed and put on YouTube, and we're always pleasantly surprised about how good we sound. And of course, everybody loves seeing themselves on the YouTube, and then they can forward it to all their family and friends. And um, it's just really, it's, it's fun. It is just totally fun. And Rod's a character, and we have Jonathan Meredith, who's been with us from the very beginning as the accompanist with the, the guitar. And now we have um, Tim Yamauchi also playing the guitar and then Robbie Merchant helping us with the singing. What song is coming up? We are going to do uh, Listen to the Music by the Doobie Brothers. So listen to the music in multiple parts. In multiple parts. Yeah. Arranged and, by Mr. Baggett. Yes. Who, yes. who you said he's the high school choir director at Nevada NU? Union. Yes. Ah. Yeah. He's been there for years. He followed in his father's footsteps. And so there's quite a legacy there and his involvement with the youth. And now he's working with uh, not so not so young. <laughs> we're all there's all ages. So we people bring their children because we're, you know, we're finished at 830 around 830. So that's good enough to, you know, get the kids home in time to go to bed. And tell me what inspired this. Well, I, when I was on the board, we were, you know, trying to concentrate on community building. And I jokingly said, you know, I've always thought we should do like a Mitch Miller uh, bouncing ball thing where on a screen, they've got the lyrics to a song, and this ball bounces along and you sing along. But we couldn't quite figure out how to do that with a, a screen and some sort of projector. And so I happened to see some YouTubes of a, an event called Choir, Choir, Choir that started in Toronto. And that gave us sort of the format of how to do it. But originally, when we were first talking about it, I, my, what I remembered is that my mother, who I brought up here, who had Parkinson's, and before she came up here, she actually sang with a Parkinson's group called the Tremble 
Glyphs. Great, great name. Great name. Yeah. And it was meant to be that. Yeah. And she was always one of the stars. So uh, I brought her up here. And of course, as the disease progressed, there came a point where she couldn't really speak. You couldn't have a conversation with her. She couldn't complete a sentence. But when we put the music on, she could sing. You know, it was a joyous thing to see her still be able to sing. She could also still dance. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, we'd get it, put the music on and she'd dance too. So, yeah. So it, it, in her memory, I always feel good about this. And, I, and you know, not to be too umi-gumi, but I always kind of feel my mom there. If you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Pamela Meek, and we're talking about her creation, The Foundry Sings. It's been happening since 2018, and it's going to happen again this coming Wednesday, October 4th at 5.30. The song is Listen to the Music. By the Doobie Brothers, and then we do what we call a palate cleanser at the end because I learned about earworms, and that's a song that just sticks with you and you can't get to sleep. So we do a palate cleanser just a one-time through some random fun song. So as a nod to Jimmy Buffett, we're doing Margaritaville before we head out. Tell me about where in the Foundry. The Foundry is a big building. Where does it take place in the Foundry? In that magical stone hall. Which probably sounds great. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's just so neat to be in there, um, looking around at all that history. Super. For people that want to know more, we're kind of hesitant. They want to know more. How can they find out more about Foundry Sings? I'd give my phone number. <laughs> you know? so it's really up to you. <laughs> okay, 530-913-5252. I'll be glad to walk you through it. I've been speaking with Pamela Meek. She created the Foundry Sings. Their next event is coming up on October 4th. So if you're into the Doobie Brothers. And even if you're not, we'll make you into the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> Pamela, it's been really nice talking with you. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. And now, Molly Fisk. Molly Fisk, observations from a working poet. I wonder if we should all get together and design a class for middle-aged people. Real ones. The 35 to 50 crowd. Not the ones like me who are 68 and still think we're not old yet. A prep class, like home ec or shop used to be, for aging. We could cover such important matters as how to get up off the floor when your knees don't work, and that alarming moment you realize all the hair on your forearms has disappeared. Why did we have forearm hair to begin with, anyway? A vestigial heating mechanism? Anthropology professor Google thinks it helped us detect parasites, a concept I wish I had not discovered. The National Library of Medicine proposes that it protects the body against trauma and ultraviolet damage, and also serves as camouflage against predators. I'm trying to think which predator wouldn't notice a large, formerly red-headed poet standing on the veldt because she had 47 very pale arm hairs, some blind cheetah with no sense of smell. Isn't life completely ridiculous? On the one hand, horrendous disasters and war. On the other, spending two hours trying to figure out, with the help of five separate customer service persons, why Netflix won't stream in your house anymore, as it has done for years. After those two hours and a good night's sleep, 
I decided the powers that be were sending me a clear message, so I canceled Netflix and also Hulu for good measure. Meanwhile, on the political front, Jimmy Carter turned 99, Abraham Lincoln is rolling over in his grave, and 45 announced that the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, someone he himself appointed, should be killed. One might think this verged on ludicrous humor if it weren't so dangerous to Mark Milley and his family, not to mention the rest of us. Oh, America. Oh, planet Earth. What are we going to do with you? A friend just stopped by and showed me that she has plenty of forearm hairs remaining, so I see I have generalized again, thinking my experience is universal. This points out a good spiritual and social practice, to fight your own tendency to be the center of the universe. It takes privilege to even have this tendency. We can start there. This might be a topic for the workshop younger people can teach the rest of us, since so many of them have grown up noticing privilege and including its influence on everything. I'm attempting to learn to type on my phone using my thumbs, hoping this youthful behavior will help my brain stay open to innovation of all kinds. My poor brain, an organ that has lost much of its Velcro recently. Two of my friends are 83 and wonderful examples of aging. When you arrive an hour early for an event by mistake, turn around and run those niggling errands. If you added too much salt to the sauce, throw in a little yogurt, which will cut it. And if your knees don't work and you end up on the floor somehow, simply roll over and use the downward dog yoga posture to get back up. We can learn a lot from each other at any age. The trick is being interested in how everyone else is doing. Award-winning poet Molly Fisk writes, coaches, and teaches writing in California's Sierra Nevada foothills. You can reach her at mollyfisk.com. This program is produced at the studios of KVMR-FM, Nevada City, California. Funding is provided by Harmony Books of Downtown Nevada City and KVMR with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. That's our newscast for this Thursday, September 28th. Head over to our website, kvmr.org, or subscribe to the KVMR News Podcast to hear more. KVMR gets support from listeners like you and the law offices of Christopher Dort, handling insurance disputes and insurance litigation in state and federal courts for more than 20 years. With offices located in Nevada County, information is available at dortlaw.com. And Green Acres Nursery and Supply, offering tips when planting fall landscapes. Garden tips include amending soil, checking irrigation, planting trees and shrubs to establish roots before next summer's heats. IDigGreenAcres.com Support for KVMAR's Future of Radio Project comes from AJA Video Systems, empowering the next generation of local journalists and broadcasters. The KVMAR Evening Newscast is produced by KVMAR News Director Claudio Mendonca. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Julia Gem. Have a great night. Thank you.